Johnny, it's Fan Mail Friday, and you asked one of the best questions, you being the Locked On listeners and viewers. What do the Halos need to do to convince Otani to re-sign at the end of the season? Wildcard, win the West, ALCS, World Series, how about all of it? It's time to get Locked On with Mike and John, and this is Locked On Angels. You are Locked On Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. We are available on all platforms like Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click the bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. Happy Friday to you. And thanks for being here for this episode of Locked On Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the number one Los Angeles Angels podcast, daily podcast, and the Super Halo Bros here with you. My name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. You know, we've been fans of this team for our whole lives, basically. And, really? Uh, it, we're off to a good That's start. True. Four and two, Mike. Four and two. Won two series in a row. We have preached over and over again, you've got to win series. So this weekend, as the Angels come home to face the Blue Jays, we got to take two out of three. Hold on to your butts because Vladdy <laughs> Guerrero Jr. is a stud right now. He's hitting yep. the ball hard. He's not striking out. And so it's going to be it's going to make for an interesting matchup this weekend against the Blue Jays. It's our second season with you here at Locked On Angels. We actually, it was one year ago today that we announced that we were going to take over Locked On Angels. That yep. was exciting. And of course, on Monday, we're going to recap the series against the Blue Jays. We'll cover Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's game for you. And we'll have a full recap and our thoughts and insights and opinions on what went down. But today, we're showing some love to our Locked On Angels listeners and viewers, and specifically those who called our voicemail line. If you ever want to get into our voicemail, Mike, where do they go? Uh, it's simple. Just call us at 714-409-6396. It's always good to hear the sultry sounds of your voice. And so today is going to be a sultry sound day on Locked on Angels <laughs> on Fan Mail Friday. Mike, there is some uh, some good voicemails here bringing up kind of some glaring issues that we've seen so far, even though the Angels are 4-2. and two, There's still a lot to talk about, so let's start with our first voicemail of the day. What's up, Mike and John? This is Steven from Torrance, lifelong Angels fan. Relatively new, locked-on listener. Found your podcast last summer after my disappointment with the team led me to find someone who shares similar takes as I do, so appreciate you guys for that. Keep up the good work. Colin, because of my frustration with this team and their utter lack of ability to drive in runs when they have runners in scoring position, and no outs. They cannot score runs when they have runners in scoring position and no outs. I don't know why this is. Clearly not the coaching because we've had a lot of coaches since then. So I'm just frustrated, and I know it's early in the season, but I'm hoping they can turn it around. I don't want to see this continue. They need to convert when they have runners in scoring position and no outs. Thanks, guys. Steven from Torrance, thank you for your voicemail. And bringing up this very important point, the Angels just cannot hit with runners in scoring position. Mike, we saw some of that the other day when Shohei Otani was on the mound against the Mariners. There were several opportunities for the Angels to drive in some runs, and they couldn't do it. Why not? Yeah, a couple of thoughts. First, 
Is it just because Shohei's on the mound because they struggled on opening no day kidding, to do the man. same thing? Like they got to get some runs for that guy. But I think to Steven's point, I think all Angel fans are noticing that they did score a lot of runs against the A's and they did well against the Mariners. It was that last game against the Mariners, I think, that made it really kind of glaring. They had two leadoff doubles and we just couldn't get that runner in. Yeah. And then when Trout and Otani were on base, if they weren't knocking in runs, they were on base, but we couldn't knock them in. Right. And I think the issue is Rendon's not in there. I think the issue is Renfro has started off really slow. Mm -hmm. And I think the issue is that we just need to gel as a lineup, right? And I think these guys are learning. And what I've discovered as a longtime Angel fan, and Steven, it sounds like you've been one for a long time as well, is that anytime we bring anybody new to our team, outside of Vladimir Guerrero, they haven't really started well. Torrey mm-hmm. Hunter kind of started well, but it took him a few weeks to really put it into gear. Albert and took like a month to hit a home run. Albert when he, was terrible. <laughs> I remember the whole narrative behind that. If we were doing Locked On at that point, we would be pulling our hair out and I don't have much to spare. So I, I just think what has happened with this team is six games in, Hunter Renfro just hasn't gotten the bat going yet. And Anthony Rendon's not in there. And we're relying on some of the guys at the bottom of the lineup, which is great. Oh, Hoppy's doing great. Urshela's got some hits. But right now, you can pitch around Trout and you can pitch around Otani Mm -hmm. and you can probably get out of those innings. But I think that what we're going to find, and I hope it starts tonight against the Blue Jays, is that Renfro is going to start swinging the bat well and get comfortable. And then when Rendon comes back, back, which I think he can come back Saturday, Saturday. right? And so he'll be in the lineup again. And he is somebody that you can't just skip in the lineup. He draws a lot of pitches, draws a lot of walks, Mm -hmm. and makes a lot of good contact. And maybe, John... Maybe we just need David Fletcher back in there because David Fletcher is the king of RISP. And the the reality is tonight's pitcher is Chris Bassett, I believe. And Fletch actually has the best batting average outside of Mike Trout against Chris Bassett. And so maybe he's in the lineup tonight. I know that when we record this, we don't know what the lineup is, but maybe he's in the lineup tonight and and they put him in a position where he can knock in some runs because right now we are kind of desperate, but I do think it's because some of these guys have gotten off to a pretty slow start. It's indicative to me where the team's head is at when David Fletcher is striking out because mm-hmm. he's done that and he doesn't strike out often. And it just seems like they're... I don't know, it's it's six games. And so yeah. perhaps they have a lot to get together before they start firing on all cylinders. I can't wait to have Jared Walsh back. And even Max Stassi, when he comes back, will likely back up Logan Ohapi yeah. because Ohapi's been off to such a great start. But even Max Stassi can make good contact to at least get a sacrifice fly. Mm-hmm. And that's what we need from Hunter Renfro as well. That guy can hit the ball for a lot of power but you got to hit the ball. You got to yeah. make contact. If something doesn't land in the outfield and it's caught instead, you can at least get that runner over from second to third or get a sacrifice RBI. And that's what's been missing the last few days. And Steven's right. This seems to be an issue that's plagued us for like the last seven, eight years. Right. It's ridiculous. And you, know what so- I could, you know what I could say, Johnny? I could say what you don't see from the Angels that they need to implement is sacrifice bunting like they, oh, 100%. like to be able to, to bunt a runner over you just haven't seen that in the last seven or eight years and then the correlation is their runners in scoring position average is really low yeah and so maybe it's just small ball maybe it's going back to the fundamentals of baseball we just haven't seen that with this team in the last few years and if you look at this lineup they have that ability to do that yeah. they have the opportunity to do that so i think that they should take advantage of that Hey, let's go to another voicemail. This one comes from Max from Corona. Hey, John and Mike. This is Max from Corona, California. 
what are your guys' thoughts on when Max Stassi comes back? Do you give a DFA to uh, Matt Thijs? And, you know, our bullpen is a scary part of our team. Uh, every time they come in, my, I have to bite my nails. So if we DFA Matt Thijs, what are your thoughts on bringing up uh, Ben Joyce? As of right now, I think he's better off than half the guys in our bullpen. Just want to know your guys' thoughts. Love the show. Uh, keep it up. and. Have a good one. Max from Corona, thank you for your voicemail. Great question about the bullpen, Mike. Yep. Is it time to bring up Ben Joyce? And if so, does Matt Theis get DFA'd once Max Stassi comes back? Obviously, when Jared Walsh comes back, that's going to be another issue that we have to figure out. And Matt Theis is out of options, so he could be claimed by another team who is looking for a catcher that's capable of playing the position, a left-handed bat at that as well. And so it... it Brings us a lot of options and a lot to consider here. What do you think about Max's comments about Ben Joyce and Matt Theis? Well, you couldn't DFA uh, Theis and then bring up Joyce because if you DFA Theis, uh, Stassi's actually going to take that spot. Right. Because right, right now he's on the IL. Uh, the only other person in the bullpen that you could send down, I think the only other person on this team right now with options is Andrew Wance. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd send Andrew down because – He's right. Max is right. The bullpen has really struggled and Mm -hmm. and Wance actually came in and looked good. And so I don't think I'd get rid of him. I think that the inevitable move is unless somebody goes on the IL is that Theis gets DFA'd. And Mm -hmm. quite honestly, you said this on the pod a couple of days ago. I think the only team that really would probably go after him, maybe one or two teams would be like the A's or the Pirates. Hmm. And I think that he would fit well on the A's or the Pirates. And then he probably would crush us if he played against (laughs) us. Right. Right. But I think that right now, once Max Stassi comes back, he'll back up Ohapi, as you mentioned. And I do see, I don't see any other options unless they do option down uh, Andrew Wentz, but I think that it's going to be Thice that they get rid of because carrying three catchers would seem a bit unnecessary, especially mm-hmm. the way that Ohapi is playing. And especially the way Matt Thice caught that game the other day. It was not very impressive. Right. I just don't know if he's meant to be a catcher. He's certainly a backup. Yeah. But it, we we've definitely felt the glaring hole that was the catcher spot in the lineup the other day with Logan O'Hoppy taking a rest day. And as far as Ben Joyce goes, I'd love to see him up. But like you said, it is complicated with the the 40-man roster and whatnot. But I imagine if they're still struggling with this bullpen, I could see Ben Joyce coming up yeah. maybe at the beginning of May at the, yeah. very, at the very latest. So we'll yeah. see what happens there. Hey, coming up on Lockdown Angels, good question about Phil Nevin. Is he here just this season or for the long haul? And what would need to happen in order for him to be here longer? Or is he going to have a short leash? We're going to talk about that coming right up. Lockdown Angels is brought to you by So Rare. So Rare is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards featuring players from across the all 30 MLB teams. Unlike any other fantasy baseball platform, So Rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win incredible rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more that you win, you get to advance and collecting more cards, powerful cards, in fact, and you get access to next level competition and rewards. So head to so rare.com slash locked on. That's spelled S O R. 
A-R-E.com slash locked on to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win really great rewards. Again, that's so rare.com slash locked on to start playing today. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen today. We're doing a Fan Mail Friday. We got a ton of voicemails. and in, in, in fact, it's all voicemails today. So if you ever want to get in our voicemail line, you got the phone number in the episode description. Mike, I got a spectacular uh, treat for you. I'm not just saying that because it says spectacular Shohei on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. <laughs> uh, one of our favorite callers is here for us. So here you go. Um, this is Barbara again from Florida. I, I, I have a couple of more comments I wanted to add. While we have Shohei Otani, um, I have never, he's developed into the smartest pitcher that I've personally ever seen. Um, and I remember Sandy Coulter, so uh, it's going back away. He, he starts off with pitching certain pitches, ends up pitching other pitches once they go through the lineup. And when he has men on base, he, he'll throw you a hundred mile an hour fastball, but he reserves that. And I wonder if the Angels pitchers can't learn a lot from him while he's here. So that's all I want to say. Thank you. Barbara from Florida. Thank She's you for favorite. giving us the call. She's my so favorite good. too. <laughs> Remember, Barbara, if you're ever out this way, hit us up so we can all go to a game together. That'd be oh, so much heck fun. Yeah. <laughs> heck yeah. She said that Shohei Otani has just been so impressive with the way that he is able to kind of hold back on some pitches early in the game and then surprise hitters with those pitches later on. And she said, she sees a lot of Sandy Koufax. She remember mm. seeing Sandy Koufax, but I thought that was a great comparison. Yeah. And and can the Angels pitchers, the young guys, learn something from Shohei Otani? I fully agree with that statement. These guys need to watch how Shohei manages a smart start on the mound by not showing all of the cards in your hand mm-hmm. from the very beginning and saving some of that heat or perhaps in the case of like Reed Detmer saving that curveball for a surprise moment where you're going to catch somebody off guard yeah Shohei does that so well he is able to hold back some pitches and all of a sudden it's like oh man where'd the splitter come from it's like the fourth inning and he catches guys off guard Mike check out these stats here and uh (laughs) they really are kind of crazy Shohei has registered seven pitches in 2023, according to StatCast. Seven different kinds of pitches. Okay. There's been, I was surprised at this number, 94 sweepers. Mm -hmm. And I'll talk about the difference between sweepers and sliders in a second because everybody's a little bit confused. Yeah. 55 four-seam fastballs, 22 split-finger fastballs, 13 cutters, 11 sinkers, six curveballs, three sliders, an 18 knuckleball. No, I'm just kidding. Just, I just felt like <laughs> Palm running balls, down the list. Underhand ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seriously. But Mike, there's a actually, so just, first let me say, Barbara makes an excellent point because when you register seven different kinds of pitches, yeah, who knows what's coming at you when you're right. a hitter at the plate. Right. And then the big conversation this year is what the world is a sweeper versus a slider. It feels like people are using that term interchangeably. Well, at least when it comes to, Shohei Otani sweeper versus his slider. Let me break this down for you because I, I got these stats off of StatCast. Break here. it down. <laughs> <laughs> the average miles per hour on Shohei's slider is 84.3 miles an hour this season. Right. Okay. 42.3 inches of drop, so where it starts in wow. his hand all the way to the plate. Good grief. And 12.1 inches of break. That's horizontal yeah. break, left to right. That's yeah. the slider. 
Okay. Now, it's 5.4 inches of drop more than the average MLB slider and 6.7 inches of break horizontally versus the MLB average. Unreal, dude. So Shohei has a plus slider compared to MLB average. Now, let me tell you about the sweeper because okay. there's there's minimal difference here, but I'll try to explain the difference between the sweeper and the slider. The average miles per hour on the sweeper is 83.9, so not very different from the slider, right? right. 34.8 inches of drop mm-hmm. and 17.9 inches of break. Again, left-to-right movement. Got it. The sweeper is more about side-to-side movement than the slider. It moves about five more inches than the slider, and the slider is a little bit more about drop. It drops eight more inches than the sweeper. And Shohei, I think the goal for Shohei is to throw the sweeper and the slider from the same arm slot and the same tunnel, which tunneling, okay. if, if for those who need to know, is the path the ball takes from a pitcher's hand all the way to the plate. And so if these two baseballs, these two pitches are being thrown down the same tunnel, they're going to look like the same pitch, right? Right. But you can fool a batter if they're expecting a slider that's going to drop or a sweeper that's going to cut horizontally, right? Okay, so let me help those that are new to baseball and that yes. are familiar with Disneyland. Sweeper <laughs> sweeper is Space Mountain. Okay. okay. Side to side, kind of around. And <laughs> slider, Splash Mountain. Big drop. There big you drop. go. <laughs> okay. Well done. Well Thank done. You. <laughs> <laughs> that's good information, John. And I, I love what Barbara has to say because... Shohei just, you can tell that he has a game plan, but he's not stuck to the game plan yes. when he gets out on the mound. He is able to go, you know what they need right now? They need a fastball up in the grill, <laughs> right? Like that. he knows what to throw when he's throwing it. And I, I listened to uh, our, our friends on Locked On Mariners as they lost against Shohei the other day. And they both were saying like, Shohei struggled in that game mm-hmm. and he's still the best pitcher because yeah, he is just- figuring it out he's thinking you can tell his wheels are turning and he can get you out with any pitch and the fact that he's thrown seven pitches already this season is just very remarkable incredible all right mike let's go to another voicemail here hey guys this is charlie from lake taps washington just an hour south of seattle lifetime angels fan grew up in southern california i have a question regarding otani's situation so i don't know if it was just me but after that final out at the wbc uh, if it had happened like a year or two ago, I would have been like there celebrating with Otani. But in that moment, it just kind of felt like almost symbolic. And I'm afraid to say that it felt like that was it for Otani in the offseason. But it, it kind of got me wondering, what do you think the Angels need to do this season to convince them to stay? Uh, wins, do they need to be 90, 80, 90, 100 wins in, in the West? Do they need to be in the DC, DS or uh, CS or World Series appearance. But uh, anyway, yeah, what do you think uh, the Angels need to do? What do you need to think the rest of the league needs to do? Uh, thanks a lot. Charlie from Lake Taps, Washington in Seattle territory. Oh, boy, Mike. And he's, he's an, an Angel en- fan. En- yeah, he's in enemy territory. Mike, what God bless the, him. <laughs> what do the Angels need to do to keep Otani here? Is it wins? Is it championship appearance? What do you think? I think that when we talk about it, we're trying to check the boxes, but I think the biggest thing here, John, is Otani being endeared to the players and endeared to the fans. And hmm. and winning does that, right? Winning solves a lot of those issues. And so I don't know if it means getting all the way to the World Series. I don't know if it means the Divisional Series. I think you've 
said it often, competitive. We need to be in things. I do think playoffs is going to matter and him playing in significant games. But I think that what you'll find, and I think this is just human nature, when you get into some of those significant games, whether they make it far or not, I think if they're competitive and Otani's emotions are like, man, it was so much fun playing with these guys. They worked mm-hmm. hard. They hustled. And I want to try to come back and I want to win with these guys. And so I think that he needs to get a taste of winning this season. And if they don't get to the World Series or win the World Series, I think that things need to be competitive and that they don't just get blown out. But it's one of those things where like they, they lose like the – Team USA lost to Team Japan in the WBC. It was like on the final swing, final strike. Hmm. And and I think that that endears him to the players. It endears him to this organization. It endears him to the fans. Ultimately, it's up to Shohei. And I believe that any team that is worth signing with is going to have a future. And I think the Angels need to figure out what their future looks like. They're going to have a lot of the same players on this team. Some are going to, you know, some are on expiring deals. Yeah. They have a lot of pitchers waiting in the wings who could come up and contribute, but I think they need a game plan for the future. They need to kind of map out what it's going to look like if Shohei ends up staying here and they need to map it out for him as well. Hey, let's go to one more voicemail here. This is from Wes in Tustin. Hey, Super Halo Bros. Wes here from Tustin, California. Wanted to call and ask this question. Looking at the war from 2022 for the Angels, Astros, and Mariners top five pitchers for this year the angels have the best war so what is up with the disrespect and the constant narrative that the angels just don't have pitching i get the bullpen but it doesn't apply to the starting pitching your thoughts wes thanks for your voicemail my friend mike what's up with the disrespect tell me you know you can tell wes is an angel fan because he immediately got spicy on that call he was like That's what's right. up with the disrespect up with i just that? think that what people are doing especially national media is they're thinking about the angels from 2016, 2017, 2018, right. 2019. They're not thinking about the most recent Angels. And so what will what will happen is they'll see the pitching staff from last year and this year. And then in a couple of years, if we're not good, there'll be this narrative that, well, they have pitching. I don't know why they haven't been able to get very far, <laughs> right? And it just seems like the Angel fans are like a year or two ahead of the fans outside of Anaheim and yeah. the national media outside of California. I think that that really is what it boils down to. They're just not aware of what we have until they see it. And this is why playoffs matter because yes. then they actually get to see us on the national stage. Like, like uh team Mexico and Patrick Sandoval, people yep. are very impressed. And it was like, like, who's this guy? Who does he pitch for? Yeah. He pitches can, the angels. <laughs> can we sign him? Is he from Mexico? No, he's not from Mexico. He has Mexican you dumb, heritage. dumb, dumb, dumb fan. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Locked on Angels is brought to you by FanDuel. The NBA playoffs are almost here, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. And you can claim that at FanDuel.com slash locked on. Sign up to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on the money line, point spread, threes made, all of that stuff. And it's on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your chance at a no-sweat first bet. Up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you join FanDuel today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Okay, Mike, we're getting into our last couple of voicemails here. And uh, this one kind of hyped me up. You ready for it? I'm ready. Let's go. Hi, guys. Uh, it's uh, Rob Foreman. I love the podcast. love what you guys are doing. 
Um, I still can't believe we're like uh, we're like the underdog uh, with uh, the two best players in baseball. But there's a lot of good things about this uh, this season. A lot of good positive things. I mean, <clears throat> Logan Alhoffy. I mean, that guy is a real deal. You know, possible rookie of the year. Um, I mean, Anthony Rendon. What's going on with that guy? I mean, uh, quiet guy, quiet Anthony Rendon. He's hitting people with casts last year. This year is you know, swinging at fans. I mean, I like the fire. I like it. So it's just a, a different look and a different feeling. I Staying positive, staying optimistic, but uh, I'll be there opening day. Uh, you know, go Halos. Rob Foreman, thank <laughs> you for your it. voicemail, my friend, and congrats on going to opening night at yeah. uh, the home opener tonight at the Big A. Yeah, Mike, I think that he makes a good point. People are still kind of underrating the Angels, and yep. Logan O'Hoppy's proven that he could be a Rookie of the Year candidate. Uh, Anthony Rendon, while not on the field, and and that's really annoying because we could certainly use him. Glad he's back tomorrow. Uh, did he fire up the boys with, with that? I love the positivity, right? And, and I know that there are there are um, critiques of us. We are, are way too positive, but I think that there's a lot of positives on this team. And if you're not positive about this team, then it might be time to um, – reset your brain because this team is a really, really good team. And I think that what we're going to find this weekend is that we'll be really competitive and we will give the Rays a good shot at, at Jays. The Jays. I said Rays, didn't I? The Jays. See, I'm already fired up. The the <laughs> Jays, I think we'll give them a good run. And I would love to see us take two out of three and win this series. We don't want to play the Rays right now. They're undefeated. No, I, think. No, yeah. <laughs> I was looking at them earlier. That's why they're fresh in my mind because they are playing really, really well. Let's go to another voicemail here. Hi, this is Drew calling from... Utah. Um, my question today was in regards to Phil Nevin. Um, I was looking over his record, and I understand and get it that he was put into a really bad situation last year with the losing streak and with everything going on with injuries and whatnot. But his record was last year 46 and 60. And so my question is, with this being such a pivotal year, I um, I get why the Angels gave him a shot this year, but I guess how long is that leash going to be before you see if the Angels do start off slow, Phil potentially getting fired, or um, do you think he's here for the long haul, even with this being such a pivotal year with Shohei's contract and everything? Thanks for taking the call. Drew from Utah calling us all the way from Utah. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Angels and sending in your voicemail. Okay, Mike, should I answer the 46 and 60 part or the part if what Phil Nevin's leash is going to be this season? (laughs) uh, There's, there's two really good questions there. Why don't you start with just the 46 and 60 part and then I'll, I'll talk about the leash. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, so I, I really think drew that it comes down to a couple of things last season. First without trout, this team was no good last year. He was out from July 13th, to August 18th, and that is a huge chunk of Phil Nevin's tenure. Yep. Uh, There's no help with injuries on the roster last season, no depth, so there was a lot of stars and scrubs, and we talk about it a lot. That six through nine was 1,800 plate appearances to zero war (laughs) Zero war, yeah, terrible. Jared Walsh was out for the season on August 25th, and he played hurt all season, so Mm -hmm. we did not get the Jared Walsh that we would want Uh, the rotation was questionable after Shohei Sandoval Detmers and Suarez. Then all of a sudden you had Tucker Davidson getting starts. You had Tuki Toussaint getting starts. Michael Lorenzen was hurt. Noah Syndergaard was traded. 
Uh, Rysel Iglesias was traded, so the Angels no longer had a full-time closer while Phil Nevin took over. So I think if you look at those factors at the 46 and 60, I think a lot of the 60 losses had to do with a number of those reasons. Yes, yeah. And I think that when it comes to the leash with Phil Nevin, I think that he is the manager of this team as long as two things are taking place. Hmm. There's a synergy between him and Perry, Hmm. which then translates to a winning season. Mm -hmm. The reason why Joe Madden was fired last year is because Joe Madden wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. Mm -hmm. He didn't want people calling down to the dugout. He didn't want to make decisions that Perry recommended. He wanted to manage like it was 2008 and it was a Tampa Bay race. Mm -hmm. Now, now I said the race in context this time, but (laughs) That's what he wanted, and and he got himself fired last year, and he made terrible decisions with the bullpen. He made terrible decisions with this lineup, and so Phil Nevin will have a long leash if there's a synergy and it leads to wins, and quite honestly, Phil has had some really good moments and has some questionable moments in yeah. the last six games. I know. So he's got he's to fix that. He's got to clean that up or else there's going to be a problem, and John, I think that he is cleaning it up, and I'll give a quick analogy in what happened in the game against the Mariners, game three against the Mariners when Shohei was on the mound. Aaron Loop was warming up. Everybody went, no, don't put him in. And then the next inning, who came in? Matt Moore. Moore. He brought in Matt Moore. And I think that that could have been either a moment where Loop's warming up and he was like, nope, not the best move. Or maybe GMPM called him up and said, (laughs) homie, do not put that guy in, right? (laughs) And so uh, whatever it was, I think it was a great move. And that's what we'll see from Nevin this year if there's synergy between him and Perry, it'll lead to wins and good decisions, and then he'll be on this team for the rest of the year. And if they win, I can see them extending him for maybe two or three years. Let's go to our last voicemail for this Fan Mail Friday. Hey, how's it going, Mike and John? Love the podcast. It's Bronson from Orange County, and I just wanted to call in about the games this weekend. And something had to be said to the offense after the first game in Oakland because that was just an absolutely devastating performance by them only scoring one run against perhaps maybe the worst team. But I don't know who said what, but I think something worked because we ended up scoring 19 runs over the next two games. I mean, what an incredible performance, and I'm just so excited for the upcoming games this weekend at Halos, uh, Big A. So, uh, yeah, just Hoping that Renfro and uh, Urshela can get started, too, because this is just the start. 2023 is the year. Let's go. Woo! Let's go, Angels! Bronson from Orange County. Heck, yeah. (laughs) Bronson from Orange County, thanks for your voicemail. and Firing up the team, firing up the boys, and firing up everybody here at Locked on Angels. Love it. Mike, I uh, I think after two series victories, I think the Angels and the rest of the team, the whole team, I should say, are going to take that momentum into the series against the Jays this weekend. And Drury's got to wake up, and Renfro's got to wake up. Hopefully they can do that this weekend. And let's go out there and get a win this weekend, huh? Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen today. Now for your second listen, check out the Locked On Fantasy Baseball podcast. Our friends Matt and Dom are going to help you win your league. And you can find their podcast wherever you get your podcast. And you can also find them on YouTube. And they're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Be sure you give us a follow this weekend at Locked On Angels. We'll be giving you post-game recaps right after the game. 60-second 
everything you need to know in those. You can catch those on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. We'll have it all there. Follow us at Super Halo Bros on Twitter and Instagram. And if you're watching on YouTube, comment below. We always do our best to, to get to the comments. Well, hey, Mike, what do we have on deck for Monday's show? Well, we're going to share what you and everybody saw this weekend against the Blue Jays. But we're also going to share some things maybe that you didn't see. Mm. We'll recap every single game from the weekend. So join us on Monday on Locked On Angels. Y'all have a great weekend. If you're headed to the home opener tonight, have so much fun. Until uh, Monday's show, my name is John, and that's my brother, Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother, John. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you right back here on Monday.